0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: I hope everyone had a very happy new year, but just like Ned Flanders, January 1st comes along and all of a sudden it's time to do our taxes. The trade deadline is only six weeks away and we already have a big deal. So what is the Magic's trade deadline strategy? Let's break it all down on today's. On Magic, today is January 2nd, 2023. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the site expert and editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at underscore omd On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we had our first big trade of the trade season. The Knicks and Raptors both already won since swapping Emmanuel quickly and RJ Barrett for OG and Anobi. We'll talk about what the Magic's trade deadline strategy is and why that deal both affects the Magic and doesn't. We'll talk about trade deadline strategy, plus go over perhaps some of the targets that might be out there and some of the needs the Magic will have to address in the very near future. We're going to get to that coming up here in Justin, a first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, this great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. This episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by PrizePix. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports, go to prizepix.com slash NBA and use code, all lowercase, LOCKEDONNBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. Don't forget, the a line of magic, take on the Golden State Warriors tonight over in San Francisco. It is a late tip-off for us here on the East Coast. 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you want to catch every play of the Orlando Magic's home radio broadcast, you got to check it out on the Sirius XM app to search on the SXM app for Orlando Magic to hear Jake Chapman's call of Orlando Magic basketball. So this weekend saw the first big move of the trade season. Fresh off the Orlando Magic, defeating the New York Knicks on Friday night. The Knicks pulled off a big deal with the Toronto Raptors that I think generally now that we've had 48 or so hours to just digest it, everyone kind of views as a, a win-win. The Knicks cleared up some of their law, their guard logjam. They added a really versatile wing defender in OG Ananobi. The Raptors added a, a point guard that they can build themselves around in Emmanuel quickly, as well as another potential outside score perimeter threat in RJ Bear. Both teams seem to get rid of duplication and the Magic have some duplication to worry about too. Um, But both teams seem to get some duplication. While everyone was quick to kind of try and say, oh, who's the winner? Who's the loser? I don't get this deal for everyone. It does kind of feel like it's a move that will make sense for both teams. Now, when I saw this deal, the first thing I thought was, well, the Magic broke the Knicks. That happens. Um, We do that to people. Um, But, you know, the first thing that you kind of have to think about is is really two things. One, um, Emmanuel Quickly was undoubtedly, or maybe undoubtedly, maybe not undoubtedly, but was certainly one of the names that Magic fans have bandied about a little bit as a player to chase after in the trade market or at the very least a player to chase after in free agency. He will be a restricted free agent this offseason. The Knicks did not come to an agreement on an extension with him. His minutes have been played around with. It felt like he was a player who might be gettable because the Knicks did not seem willing to pay him what he was being asked for. Toronto almost certainly acquired him understanding that they will pay him. And again, he's a restricted free agent. The Raptors now have matching rights to him. So on one sense, perhaps, and we'll talk about point guards here in a minute, perhaps the Magic lost out on a target. Secondly, and this is probably the bigger thing, the Knicks are two games behind the Magic for uh, in, in the playoff standings. The playoff standings where we sit now on in January second. Miami, Orlando, Cleveland, New York, Indiana are all bunched up. That's four, five, six, seven, and eight. Um, I'm missing someone. Uh, Orlando, Miami, Cleveland, New York, yeah, Indiana. Four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, they're all bunched up about two games separates uh, four from eight. That's probably not going to change. And so the Knicks kind of made the first move. They did not feel they were maybe in that group or not where they wanted to be trying to break into the top three. And yes, there's salary concerns there too. But they opted to make the first move to solidify what they hope will solidify their spot in that group. And yeah, the Magic right now they just finished a sub 500 December. They have I think it was I think I saw on John Schumann's uh reports on nba.com, they have the fifth hardest schedule in January. Um they the Magic are going to be working really hard to steady their ship here until probably mid to late January, but almost certainly till the All-Star break. At the All-Star after the All-Star break the Magic have on paper the easiest schedule in the league that includes an eight game homestand. The Magic are going to be able to make up some ground. So if they slip in the standings, don't panic. A, I do expect this Magic team to kind of hold themselves steady. I expect them to be around 500. It's not like we're looking at a 2 and 12 January like we did back in 2016 when the Magic were 19 and 13 on January 1st. Um, I don't think we will see that. I think this team's very different. I think this team knows how to get wins and, and we'll be able to find and scratch out some wins here here and there. I'm not concerned that much about it, um, about the schedule. I think this team can handle it. Um, are they going to like dominate it? No, like we're going to lose some games here probably. And it's really going to be about response to that. But yes, one of the Magic's chief competitors seems to have gotten better. And I think the natural reaction to that is to go out and do something. And generally the sense that I get from magic fans is everybody knows what this team needs and we're going to talk about some of those needs here today. Everybody knows what this team needs. And the question is not if this magic team makes a cha- makes a trade or makes some changes but when. And I'm here to tell you that the when May not be the all-star. May not be the trade deadline. February 7th, I believe, is the trade deadline. The when may not be this season. It's not that they aren't going to do it. It's not that they shouldn't do it. It's not that they can't do it. It's not that they won't do it. It's philosophically, it feels like it goes against what the Magic are trying to do. Within the context of this Emmanuel-Quickley trade, let's call it the emmanuel Quickly trade within the context of what the Raptors and Knicks did this this, uh, weekend, the Magic are not trying to keep up with the Joneses. The Magic are not going to look at the landscape around them and work to preserve the four seed in the East for this season. Where the Magic end up in the seed lines for the playoffs, yes, they want to be as high as they can, but they're not looking to make this season the thing. This season is not the goal. For the Knicks, it might be. Maybe it's not. But for the Knicks, it certainly feels like they have to squeeze every ounce of this season. The Magic aren't playing that game. If the Magic can see home court advantage in that series because they didn't make a trade, that's fine. Because right now, the Magic's goal and what the Magic are trying to accomplish at the trade deadline with their next next transaction is to build their team for two to three years down the road. Orlando is not going to be in the business of making a deal just to make a deal. We saw them do that in February, 2016. Trust us. It doesn't work. The magic are not here to make a deal just to make a deal. If the magic make a deal, it's going to be because they found the right person. The person is just as important as the player. They found the right person to fit with this group. And they found a player that's going to be a key part of this team in its next phase. And that next phase is, really honestly, Paolo Banquero and Franz Wagner further establishing themselves as all-stars, as elite players in this league. That next phase is, frankly, the trying to get out of the first round phase. Right now, we're in the let's just make the playoffs and be happy about it phase. And it's a great phase. A team figuring out how to win for the first time is fun. It's not just fun. It's 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 the best because everything feels new. You enjoy every moment of it. We're not yet in the grind of being in the playoffs is, is not enough. This is a multi-year journey. And the Magic, and Jeff Waltman especially, understands that. It's why I've been telling everyone when they pitch me outlandish trade ideas, I've had people still pitch me Zach Levine trade ideas. I've had people pitch me Anthony Simon's trade ideas. It's why I tell them this team's not ready to think big. They're not going to go do something that takes the ball out of Paolo and Franz's hands any more than they have to. And doesn't give them the time to continue this development they're on. The Magic want to leave that path open to see just how good their best players can be. And like I've said a million times, the Magic need to go into the playoffs and get their butts kicked. They need to go in the playoffs and have Franz and Paolo especially learn where their weaknesses really are. Now granted, that will also show the Magic what they need to make their lives easier. And that's why I don't care what the Knicks did. You know, the only thing that I I, I might be frustrated against uh, about, and I like, look, I don't know if if Emmanuel quickly was the right point guard for this team. We're going to talk about point guards here in a minute. I don't know if he's the right point guard for this team. But if you do, I can understand being frustrated. The only thing the Magic might lose at this trade deadline is opportunity cost. Is we waited on this player, another team got him and is going to hold on to him for the two, three years that the Magic really wanted him. That's really the only thing I worry about with this team at the deadline. Because otherwise, all indications are the Magic want to give this group the chance to show how good it can be. And the Magic want to build on the continuity that they have built already. They want to see how far this group goes. And if that means losing out on an asset, if that means waiting too long and costing themselves a little bit this season, that's okay. Because it's not about this season yet. It's about the next two, three seasons and how far this team can grow. We still don't need to talk about what this team needs and what... Are the targets, or who might the targets be? We'll talk about why Hill Fultz especially is feeling the pressure to come back and prove himself. It's time to talk about point guards. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Prize Fix. Look, daily fantasy games can be super confusing. You got those huge salary caps that don't make sense. You got point systems that make even less sense. You don't even know if you're winning. And then really at the end of the day, you're in these gigantic player pools with the sharks and the sharks are going to eat the minnows like you and me. We just want to play a simple game, have some fun over the weekend, and that's it. That's why Picks is the daily fantasy game for you. On Picks, all you have to do is pick two to six players and decide whether they'll get more or less than their projected value. If you think Paolo Bancaro will score more than 23 and a half points in tonight's game against the Golden State Warriors, you just say he will score more. I don't know if that's the actual prize picks line. I don't have it in front of me, but it could be. It's really that simple. You can play alongside some of prize picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz, and really, it gives you the best chance to win, and that's ultimately all you want. You're not going up against a million people. It's just you versus the numbers. So go to prizepickscom slash and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, all you do is pick two to six players and say whether they would get more or less than their projected value. Again, go to prizepickscom slash Use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. Daily PrizePix is daily fantasy sports made easy. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. We want to remind you that Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24 7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24 7 streaming channel today. Okay, it, like, look. I'm very Personally, I am very skeptical. The magic will do anything at the trade down. I'll, I'll, I'll be very upfront about that. And I know I say, I, you're probably, some of you are probably saying like, Phil, you say this every year and then the magic actually do something, but it's usually something small. And so I won't foreclose that the magic could do something pretty small. You know, a Gary Harris trade feels a little likely just, you know, free up some room to see what Caleb Houston can really give you. He's I know his shooting hasn't been great lately, but he's given the Magic some good minutes. Potentially free up a pathway for Jet Howard to contribute toward the end of the season. Hopefully some time in the G League has him ready to contribute to the NBA team. Um, th- there are, you know, free up some time for Anthony Black to play and not have to leave someone out of the rotation. There are things the Magic can do. And so I, I personally, I wouldn't expect anything big. I wouldn't expect a change in the starting lineup. Uh, or you know a, a kind of a starter starter level trade. I wouldn't expect a, a Markel Fultz trade. I wouldn't expect a Jonathan Isaac trade. Wouldn't expect. I know some people are kind of nipping or nipping at the heels of maybe a Wendell Carter trade at the deadline. I I, I really truly believe the Magic want to see what this group can do, and want to give this group the chance to prove itself over the course of a season. That also in a playoff series. And so again. I am personally very skeptical that the magic will do anything dramatic at the trade deadline. I think it will be a fairly quiet deadline. I think some fans might be disappointed with it because there is a, you know, the the winning window, it has begun to open for this team. But like I said, it's not about this year. It's about the next two to three years. And so when we think about what this team needs besides shooting, the magic needs shooting. We'll get to shooting um, besides shooting. We really have to start thinking about okay, what works and what doesn't in this lineup. And look, I think some of us certainly look at the Wendell Carter situation, how well Goga Mitaze playing, and there are some people questioning. Okay, what do we need at center? Again, I'm you know I, I presented some of my skepticism about Wendell Carter over the off season, but I think I don't think that's the most immediate question. I think when Wendell Carter's up and running and he had a great game Sunday. When Wendell Carter's up and running, we will get a good look at him. And I think he deserves a chance to show whether he can be a playoff caliber center or, you know, championship level center in the playoffs. He has to get to the playoffs. That's where we're going to ultimately figure out if he is the guy or not. I don't think we can make that conclusion today. However, there's another spot where I do think the Magic can start to at least think about some conclusions. Uh, And again, I am for giving Markel Fultz a chance. I'm for getting him healthy. I'm for seeing what he does in the playoffs because he didn't really get a good crack at the playoffs in 2020 because of his weird situation uh, in the bubble. We have not seen Markel Fultz in the playoffs yet. And I think he has played well enough when he's healthy, of course, to deserve an opportunity to show us, can he be the guy? But let's all be real. Shooting is the biggest problem for this team. And having a player who is a, who defenses consider a non-shooter, is a problem. It's an issue. It's 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 the big problem. Look, the Magic have been fine with Anthony Black. It, it, it's not that Markel Fultz necessarily takes away from the team, and Fultz will be a better option than Anthony Black. I've had some people say, you know, why do we even need Fultz back? And I'm like, no, 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 no. He's going to make life easier. Anthony Black, for as well as he's played, and he's done a lot of really good things, not a point guard. Paolo and Franz have had to run point this entire season so far. And look, the Magic aren't going to stop letting them bring the ball up the floor, but they need an organizer. They need someone that can get them the ball in the right spots, in an easier to score spot. Having to create, initiate off the dribble at the top of the key is really hard. That is the hardest way to score. If you could get the ball in the mid post with your pivot foot, that's much easier. And that's the kind of thing that Marco Fultz does. Another playmaker is never a bad thing. When Markel Fultz returns, and he's once again listed as questionable for the second straight game, heading into Tuesday's game against the Warriors, um, Marco Fultz is going to make this team better. I, I, I fully believe that. The question this team has to keep asking, though, is not whether he makes the team better. He unquestionably does. It's whether he helps them win in April and May. It's whether he is a playoff performer. And so there's a lot of pressure on Fultz here. It's obviously a contract year. The Magic, that, win, that winning window is open. We should be thinking and asking all of these questions. It is important to think about this stuff. It's not going to go away. Uh, but we have to start thinking and wondering, is Fultz the right guy? And so if you have to ask me, where are the, where are the Magic likely to make a big move? And I love Marco Fultz to death. It's probably a point guard. Now, the Magic want to see Marco Fultz healthy. And like I said, I, I am very skeptical they do anything at the deadline, even with Markel Fultz and Fultz's impending free agency. The Magic have all the cap room in the world. They can do whatever they want trade-wise. They can do whatever they want free agency-wise next summer. Um, for those who want the Magic to go after Tyus Jones, um, unless unless there is a bidding war for him and there very well might be the magic can just sign him straight out in the offseason like why spend anything to get something you can buy for free buy for free is an oxymoron but um why spend something in a trade to secure his bird rights and maybe that's worth it that you can just go get for free like why am i offering the only reason i would offer at washington anything more than okk and you know maybe Fultz has to be in that deal the only reason I would offer more than that is if the price just got dragged up. I don't see a reason to do that. Personally, like, I, 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 unless that market is much hotter than we think, and maybe it is. There's no reason. The Magic can just wait. Why spend spend stuff on him when they can get him in the offseason anyway? The Magic have that... Magic of the few teams with spending power this offseason. That's, that's a factor in all this, too. But... But this is the issue. The Magic needs shooting. And look, Jalen Suggs has made important steps this year, Sunday notwithstanding. He's not ready to play point. And so the next spot that the Magic dicks, the next spot that I think the Magic address is point guard. Is to get some permanence, get something steady at that guard spot. And the kind of guard that they need, they don't need a ball-dominant point guard. They don't need a point guard that just sets everything up and pounds the ball. They don't need it. You know, not that Chris Paul can't play off the ball. They don't need a Chris Paul. They need a point guard that can organize, that can settle everyone down, that commands respect and leadership in the locker room, but also works really well as a spot-up shooter. If you had to ask me, like Tyus Jones fits that. I don't think he fits the size or the defensive acumen at the Magic like. But if you had to ask me, if the Magic do make a deal this offseason or this trade deadline, if they do make a push for someone, it's not for Tyus Jones, for the reasons I explained. It's not for like an Anthony Simons or a high-scoring guard like him. It's for like Malcolm Brogdon. To Honestly, to me, a Derek White type, and Derek White's essentially the point guard for that Celtics team, the best team in the league right now. A Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon, kind of a oversized, you know, point guard who's not really a point guard that can hit an outside shot but create a little bit that's what the Magic are looking for they want a defender they want a three-point shooter and they want someone who can play off of Paolo and Franz that doesn't need the ball to create and create gravity like Derek White would be perfect and you know there's been some rumblings that DeJounte Murray might become available with the Atlanta Hawks despite his history with Paolo Deshante Murray would also be a pretty solid guy. If that's, if that's the big fish, that's the big fish. I don't think the Magic are quite ready for the big fish yet. But that's there. But point guard to me is the target. That's the next position that gets resolved. If we look at our lineup, Paolo and Franz are set at the forwards. No debating that. Jalen Suggs right now feels very comfortable at one of the guard spots. You could maybe play him at the point, maybe develop into him into a point. But Jalen Suggs is the head of the snake defensively feels pretty solid. We've got a lot of questions about Wendell Carter at center, but he's under contract. No rush to figure that out. Unfortunately for Markel Fultz, and these injuries have come at the worst time for him, point guard feels like the weak spot in this lineup. And everyone was maybe saying in the offseason, we all, you know, I certainly did, said, no, don't worry about it. Markel's fine. He's going to be great. He's more confident in three-point shot. He'll get around it. Now we're seeing, A, Markell wasn't great. Dealing with injuries again. Not in the lineup. And we can see clearly how much the Magic needs shooting from their backcourt. They're not going to survive very long. In the playoffs especially. Without guards who can shoot. And we'll see how Jalen Sugg stands up. He's better but inconsistent still. We'll see how he stands up. And the Magic, we'll see if the Magic can operate with Fultz as the guy. Like I said, I think he's earned the opportunity to prove himself. But otherwise, I don't know. The other big shooting, the other big need, obviously, is shooting. um, And more shooting. We'll talk a little bit about who might be out there for the Magic in the shooting category coming up here in just a moment. But first... It's time for a quick word for our friends over at FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up. We're entering week 17, the last week of the NFL season. Or no, week 18, excuse me. Everyone has a bye week. Um, week 18. I don't I don't do the NFL. Um, week 18, the last week of the regular season, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel America's number one sports bill. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. It's the best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup today. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. Obviously, when we get to the trade deadline, um, and with this team particularly, everyone, the big question they ask is, where are the Magic going to find shooting? Where are they going to find some shooters? And look, all the talk about point guards, like that that was a roundabout way of saying the Magic need a shooter at the point guard spot. Um, everything we talk about from here on out is about shooting because, frankly, the Magic are last in the league at three-point attempts per game. That's not the end of the world. But they're last in the league in three-point field goal percentage. They are the worst shooting team in the league. The Athletic did the numbers and said so last week. And it's not surprising to us. Credit to this Magic team for figuring out how to play around it. Um, They figured it out. They get to the foul line. They get offensive rebounds. They force turnovers. They create extra possessions and extra shot opportunities to make up for the fact that they don't shoot the ball well. Jeff Turner freaking jokes on the broadcast, the offense doesn't start till we get an offensive rebound. Um, that's been an unfortunate truth for this team. And it's very clearly the biggest thing holding them back. It's the biggest thing that's keeping the magic from, you know, they're in the four, five, six, seven, eight range. It's the thing that's going to keep them from kind of starting to break the glass ceiling into the three, into the top three, or potentially just getting out of the first round. Now, granted the magic's offense is better than it's been in a decade. Like that's just statistically true. They're not the worst offense in the league. They find ways, but shooting widens the margin for error significantly. And look, I get a lot of messages from people that just say the magic defines shooting immediately. Why aren't they playing even jet Howard? And I'm just like, well, jet Howard can't defend yet. And that's, that's the important thing for him. Um, There's a frustration with Caleb Houston because he's a shooter. That's missing shots. There's Gary Harris. who's a shooter. That's missing shots. And, And honestly, like at this point, Defenses are, are okay giving even the Magic's good shooters open shots. They're fine letting Paolo shoot threes because they're betting over the long run, even the open shots, the Magic aren't going to hit enough or the Magic are going to be kind of so insulted or so pressing to get shots to go down because they missed so many that they'll miss more. I can't say it is an Ouroboros. It is a self-eating snake right now. And it's going to take a lot of work to get defenses to just treat the magic differently. Like I've been wondering, you know, Jalen Suggs is shooting 35, 36%. When are defenses going to start playing him a little bit differently? And I don't think it's happened yet. Paolo Bancaro is shooting 35% from three. Our defense is going to start playing him differently uh, from beyond the arc. And I don't think that's happened yet. At this point, teams are okay. Letting the magic shoot threes. And that's not even a good shooter, bad shooter thing. The magic just, don't take enough to make anyone really be scared that this guy's gonna go off for four or five threes. You know, maybe Cole Anthony hits two or three and that changes things, or it's it's just not happening yet. And so the magic have had to climb uphill offensively because of it. So yes, the magic needs shooting. Um do they need it immediately? Well, to say for this season, yeah, they do. Um moving forward, yes. Every move the Magic make has to be about shooting. But here's the thing. Here's like the bigger point of this episode I want to get across. The Magic aren't focused on this year. They're not going to go out and make a move just to make this year's team better because it's not about this year's team. It's about next year and the year after and the year after. It's about really the next three years and how the Magic grow and progress. And, And obviously they need shooting to do that but they don't want to add someone that's just here to kind of be a flotation device for the season. The way I've been describing it is this. The point of this season is to build the foundation for the future playoff teams. We put the seeds in the ground. We're watering the, the dirt. And yeah, that sapling's a little small. Maybe the wind knocks down a leaf or two. But the roots are there and right now the goal for the magic is be an elite defensive team build a culture build an identity that is about that elite defense build it so that when you start adding new players the culture's already established and the remaining players the returning players impart that culture to the next group that's what this season is about you don't just add shooting and sacrifice your foundation Until the cement is hardened. That's what we're talking about this season. Is laying down the foundation and then you layer the shooting, you layer the skill work on top of it. Because there are going to be players who want to be a part of this thing. And you got to find players, because shooters are typically not good defenders, who are willing to give of themselves to this group. And that's not going to happen if the culture, if that foundation, is not set in concrete. And that's what the Magic are working toward. That's what the Magic are working for right now. They're working to build to that. And that's the challenge. It's a real challenge. And so, yeah, the Magic's defense has done some really great things. It's put itself in this really great position. And like I said... My sense and my understanding of things is there's a little bit of fear of breaking this group apart if it if it if it hurts the vibes, if it hurts the familiarity, if it hurts just the way this group interacts. Like it sucks talking, you know, it pains me to talk about Marco Foltz the way I just spent the last 15 minutes talking about Marco Foltz. That dude has given everything to the city, he's given everything of himself, his body has fought against him in so many ways. He came here, he reclaimed himself. He is a huge success story. And it hurts me to say he may not be the right guy. It hurts me. It's business. It hurts. That dude, I don't know if he's a Magic Hall of Famer. I, I don't think he quite get reaches that. But that dude is always welcome in Orlando. No matter what happens after the season, that dude is always welcome in Orlando. That, is, that dude is a ma- is a magic for life. And I, I hope when he's playing career done, he, he comes back here. Markell's nothing but the best people. But the reality is, we're trying to win basketball games. And you got to make hard personal decisions. And I, from what I understand, there's a little concern this team's not ready for that. Certainly not mid-season. Maybe you can soften the blow a little bit in the off-season. But they don't want to disrupt the vibes, they don't want to disrupt the group quite yet. And that's okay. But we know it has to happen. And eventually there's this culture that the magic built has to be strong enough to let some pieces go, but then integrate new pieces in quickly. And that's what shooting is for this team. Shooting is layered on top. We build our foundation you know, we, I don't know. I don't know where this analogy is going, but we build our foundation, we build the cake, and now we just got to put the icing on. That's what shooting is: is putting icing on the cake. Um, I think that's how cakes work. Maybe you've got to have some filling in there. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how cakes work. I don't know how cakes work. But this magic team feels pretty solid, and what they want to see is it become more solid as the season goes on and into the playoffs. And then the shooting comes. Then you add the skill work. And look, the way Jeff Wellman approaches things, criticize him for not making these major moves earlier in the year, criticize him all you want for that. That's his approach. We're going to see this thing built bit by bit and piece by piece. We won't see wholesale changes, two, three guys new to the starting line. That's not going to happen. It's going to be adding one or two guys. To the rotation. You know, adding a new starter is a big deal for this team. It's going to be slow and methodical. Because it's still all about the growth of this group as a whole. And that's why, again, I'm skeptical they do anything at the deadline. I I am. I'm honestly very skeptical. And we'll see what that means as we get closer and closer to the trade deadline. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. you your tune in Himley, Google Plus, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of our other podcasts to your podcast. Enable this advice for latest on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaylor.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at OmagicDaylor. You can also find the podcast on YouTube. If you aren't watching it already, go to youtube.com slash at Locked On Magic for every episode to see my smiling face. You can also check out my Patreon page, Orlando Magic Hub. Go to patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub uh, for extra articles, extra analysis from me, including some playbook videos as well. You can check that out again at patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. And thank you all again for your support. That's going to do it for me though today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic. This has been Phil Frostman, Wright We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked